0: All right, we're recording. Do you want to start, Shay? Yes. (laughs) Hold
1: on. Sorry.
0: We're keeping all of this in, I would just like to say.
1: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Camp Adulthood. I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats.
0: And I'm the resident youth, Maddie Ergy, And we are joined by an esteemed guest. Very esteemed guest. Do you go by Fran or Francesca? I should have asked you this when we were chit-chatting earlier.
2: <laughs> I go by Fran only because Francesca seems to be too long for people yeah. to
0: remember. So. I like that. I mean, my yeah. full name is Madeline, and I go mm-hmm. by Maddie, so I understand yeah. that.
2: Well, we are here
0: with Fran, and before we go into our um, you know, usual segments, if you want to tell the listeners um, where you grew up, which might be a loaded question for you, <laughs> um, and what you're doing with your life now, and maybe what year you were born, so people can place
2: you. Okay. Uh, I was born in 1998, so I am 20. I turned 21 in August. I'm sorry, what? You were born in 1998?
1: Yeah. The year I was a freshman in high school?
2: Is that supposed to make you feel bad or make you feel good?
1: It's supposed to make me feel bad. (laughs) Okay. Um, You're a baby. I love it. Okay, sorry. Go
2: on. So I I lost my train of thought. So you were born in 1998? I was born in Costa Rica because my mom was working for the Italian embassy there, so I popped out there. And then we stayed there a while and then moved to Italy, and that's where I grew for, I don't remember how many years, I don't know. We left, uh, so basically my mom got a divorce there, and because of that, I think she just closed her eyes and like, just chose a place. Honestly, I think that's actually what happened. Mm (laughs) I think she ended up choosing Alabama. Oh my god. Yeah. So why, I don't know. But if you're coming from somewhere that's not country at all and the first place you land in is Alabama, the amount of times I heard the phrase bless your heart. Ah uh, yes. A favorite bless your heart, darling. Bless your heart is insane. Oh my god. Anyway, so then we were there for <laughs> she does home decor, uh slipcovers, so curtains, like all that stuff. So uh yeah, so then we lived there for I think two years, and then we went to California again. I don't know why. I think she just got tired of it. She doesn't like to be very stagnant. She calls us gypsies. And then, so yeah, we were in Santa Barbara, California, for two years, and then we went to Bend, Oregon, which I hear ooh, you're ooh, yeah ooh. you're no, yes close to I that. love Bend,
1: but I could, we always say like we love Bend, but we couldn't imagine living there. So I because hear there's more nothing
2: about there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing there. That's why we were there for a year. <laughs> yeah the snow's beautiful though
1: great hiking yeah rich old people
2: yeah there's a lot of nature so that was a plus plus. and then we went back down to cali because if it didn't work the first time probably <laughs> gonna work the second time uh <laughs> to another expensive place monterey ah yes big Ooh, little so eyes beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. takes place in monterey <laughs> but yeah and then moved away again because obviously it's expensive. Yeah. And I think she got tired of it again. Are you an only child or do you have siblings? No, I have a smaller sibling, Isabella, and nice. she's 16.
0: Very cool. Your life is like
1: something out of a novel. I've definitely read this novel before. If
2: you oh you have can you send it to me?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. You do really well in the end. Let me Okay. Tell you.
2: Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, thanks yes. for letting me know. But yeah, they're living in North Carolina now.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, I look forward to unpacking all of that. Yeah. After our segments. That's awesome. And you are in New York now Mm -hmm. studying.
2: Oh, I study performing arts, specifically acting at the new school, trying to get my BFA. Yeah. Nice. Awesome.
0: Very cool. Well, shifting gears, Shay, would you like to enlighten us with your millennial moment of the week?
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, per Maddie's suggestion, (laughs) I will use my I'm about to burn down the house soup making I like all of Shay's
0: food moments, which there are many on this podcast.
1: (laughs) There are many. So first of all, when we started, I was eating leftover Halloween candy. And by leftover Halloween candy, I don't mean from last week. I mean (laughs) from last year. So, you know, because we only got one trick-or-treaters and we still have one trick-or-treater, which, side note, now I'm really taking this on a whole tangent. That's fine. Um, There was one little girl. She was dressed as Moana. And then there were, like, six of her, like, adult family members who were all also dressed on the Moana theme. And had I known they were going to be our only trick-or-treaters, I would would have given them the whole (laughs) 15-pound bag of candy or whatever. But, alas, I was hoping for more. So, anyway, uh, so today, the reason we are kind of, well, listeners don't know this, but (laughs) I was, like, running a little late because I was like, okay, I know I have to podcast this. We have other stuff going on. You don't want to start, like – making dinner too late. So I was like, I'm going to make a soup with items from my CSA vegetables. I am very great. Um, So I started making this soup and it always says like 35 minutes, but it's always a lie. So (laughs) I like chopping potatoes and they're flying everywhere. And I'm like chopping scallions and they're flying everywhere. And of course you can't let them get on the floor because the dogs will eat them. And onions are poisonous to dogs and scallions are kind of Onion. I (laughs) I
0: didn't know that. Um, Scallions are kind of onion.
1: Family. Uh, I can't say it, but I read about it in an article. So anyway, so it was just a big mess and I was running late and there's like things everywhere. And then I just feel like I'm being a bad adult because right now no one else is home and I just have the oven like simmering away downstairs. So
0: um, it's fine. I mean, I feel like when people cook Thanksgiving, like you have to keep the bird in there for like hours. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely left the oven on while leaving you know what i mean
1: less nervous about the oven than i do about the stove top i guess i think if it's all
0: liquid you're fine
1: okay but i am probably <laughs> yes. in like you can always check 10 minutes gonna run down and check on it so thank you for understanding ladies
0: um that's so. great um my millennial moment is today is the uh voting day oh yeah Yay! very voting. exciting did you vote i'm gonna put you on the spot It's okay if you didn't, because you're in college. I'll give you a pass. Okay,
2: the only reason I didn't is because... Oh, I'm... This is bad to say. That's okay. Okay, I honestly don't feel like I'm informed enough to make a decision, and I don't want to be responsible (laughs) or held responsible for putting in the wrong vote just Based on ignorance. This is
0: actually very interesting not to get too off on a tangent, Um But there was a really good article in New York Magazine about this. They interviewed, I was thinking about doing this for my hot topic, but I decided against it, so I guess I'll talk about it now. But they interviewed, it was basically kind of like, I thought it was a little propaganda to try Mm -hmm. to be like, look at how stupid these people are, Mm -hmm. and if you don't want to be like them, you should vote. Mm -hmm. Um, But they interviewed, it was like, these millennials are not voting, and here's why. And a lot of them said that, and actually out of all the Bad reasons I've heard of people that are not voting mostly Mm -hmm. out of they talked about in the article like people that were like oh I couldn't figure out like where my polling location was and I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like googling it and no one told me like stuff like that that I'm like okay you have to like do a little bit of research like come on Um, but I think that's really interesting and I think it might go back to Shay we've talked about this on the podcast before like millennials and you can tell me if you feel the same Mm -hmm. way there's a little bit of a fear of Failure and yeah. not wanting to do the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and it's better to just remove yourself from it than mm-hmm. to have the guilt of, like, oh, God, what if I voted for this right. person and they turned out to be a monster? You yeah, know? and if I just was... just super... very relatable to yeah. a lot of
2: people. If I was super well-informed and well-read on everyone, all the candidates right now, I, there's no excuse to not. Yeah. But, but there is a lot of pressure right now about, um, it's up to you guys to change the world. Yeah. So if you don't, you suck. Yeah, 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 there's a little yeah. bit
0: of shaming going on, which I understand. And, you know, but I, I understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. I did vote. And I want to give a shout out to um, Kelly, who lives in my building, who was a poll worker at the polls. And she let me skip part of the very long line, which I don't Ooh, think is legal, but lucky. she let me do it. Um, So that was very lucky. There were pretty long lines. Um, It was very exciting. But I guess my future millennial moment, because it hasn't happened yet, once we're done with this recording, I'm going to probably drink the rest of this bottle of Prosecco that I bought (laughs) because no one else wants it um, by myself and watch election returns and eat Chinese food. So it's going to be lit. If I Um, were there, I would be with you. I'm sorry, Maddie. I know. You guys... It's the West Coast. I'm like, I'm going to be up so late because the West Coast doesn't close until late. Come on, guys. And I get to go to bed early because I know we close at, like, 8. <laughs> I know. So. See? The benefits. Um, Fran, do you have a
2: millennial moment to share with the group from your life? I do. Okay. So, where where I'm from, the headphone usage is uh, m- not minimal, but I'm noticing it so much Like in much public, longer. you're talking in about. In public, and just... If you're in the same room talking to someone, you probably shouldn't have headphones on.
0: Yeah.
2: First of all, like, practicality. You can't hear them, but, like, people keep keep them on, tend to keep them on. So, um, I think it was, like, two, three days ago, I was at one of my friend's dorms, and she was talking... Okay, so, the beds in the dorms are in the opposite side of the room, but you can hear perfectly well if you don't Mm -hmm. have headphones on, obviously. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so... One roommate had her headphones on, and the other one was trying to get her attention. And so she takes one headphone out and goes, "Hey, my earbuds are in. Just text me." And i was like, "Wait, so I, you just take I wish them?"
1: Our listeners could see my face. Yeah, right there was now. a
2: look of shock. Yeah, and a horror. I <laughs> felt horror. so old for being for feeling like, "Wait, you can just take them off though." But obviously, I wasn't gonna say that because the reaction would probably be like, "Ew, why would we take them off?" I don't know. I didn't say it, but. Like, I felt so old for being sort of thinking, like, take off your headphones. What? What are you doing?
1: Well, I mean, I think. Well, first of all, I think this is really interesting, and we'll get in this more
0: in our interview
1: with you, Fran. But, I mean, I think you technically are Gen Z. Right. Yeah, we
0: were trying to parse through this before you got on the line, Shay, of like, it's a little. I think the the literature surrounding millennials is a little bit more firm, but Gen Z because it's so new, there mm-hmm. hasn't really been like a distinctive like cutoff mm-hmm. almost on the upper end, like yeah. So it's very interesting. But yeah, I guess so. we can ask you like, do you identify more with millennial culture or with Gen Z culture, whatever that interpretation is?
2: Hmm.
0: Tough question. Yeah, because
2: <laughs> there would have to be like guidelines for what makes yeah which, um. I think the only separating factor for me, like, that doesn't make me a Gen Z, or I don't think, I don't feel like I am, is the, the, like, reliance on technology. Like the
0: technology.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I think that's really interesting, your comment about the headphones, because, first of all, I'm just, like, shocked that that happened, but... (laughs) Yeah. You know... It's something that I think, especially living in New York City, like I really would go back and forth about, right? Because you're like always, you're so bombarded all the time by noises and sights and sounds and smells. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's good to be able to control that a little bit Mm -hmm. when you're walking around. But I would experiment and go back and forth between like wearing my headphones when I was out and about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't ever really wear them at all when I'm like in my home. So I guess that's a big difference. I certainly when I was in college many, many years ago, (laughs) certainly I don't even think I owned a pair of headphones. Yeah, no, I had one for my like disc man (laughs) when I went to the gym. Um, but I experienced the city totally differently. Like, you know, again, I walked to and from my office basically four times a day because, Mm -hmm. you know, there, back, there, back. Uh and then I came home for lunch. So You know and on those walks when I didn't wear the headphones it was a totally different experience and I saw and witnessed and observed totally different things and it was you know not something I needed to do every single walk you do I didn't want to be militant about it one way or the other but I think having those moments when you're more engaged with your surroundings is really important just to have a different experience
2: yeah and I think there's also along with that just I mean there's situations where it's understandable if you're alone in the subway it kind of blocks you off from any risk. Yeah. I mean, not obviously yeah. any risk, but it makes you feel more safe. It um, gives a barrier
0: of, of right. crazy people if they're like, oh, I need to talk to someone. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. talk to the
2: person with headphones Exactly.
0: In. Yeah, I agree. That's a very excellent millennial moment. Um, Shay, before you have to check on your soup, do you have yeah. a delightful campfire topic for us?
1: Well, this was my original... Uh millennial moment, but I think I can kind of use it as a campfire topic. Cause That's it's fine. Kind of related. When we first started this podcast, um, Maddie especially would talk a lot about the ways we consume media. Mm-hmm. And I've recently started consuming Instagram in a different way, and I just oh, interesting. To share it. Yeah, So I've started looking at especially at stories and things on my laptop as opposed to on my oh, phone. Oh
0: wow that's yeah. radical. I've never looked at Instagram on a computer before. I know.
1: It is <laughs> radical. And again, I feel like this is a totally I mean, I'm not saying that I'm doing anything like not putting any value on it and I'm not putting any um
0: No, I've just know. never even thought of like logging onto Instagram on a well, computer.
1: That was the that's thing. There's a girl that I follow on Instagram who is always like you know, Instagramming her day all day long. And she's always like looking at stories while I have my coffee, but it's always (laughs) like on her computer. So I was like, Oh, I wonder what that is like, especially because I tend to use Instagram a lot for work and for research and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, it's great because
0: It's probably better for your eyes, not having to strain. It's better for my
1: eyes. It takes me out of the mindless scrolling, um, which I can really get into, especially because I can always, like, justify as in, like, I'm doing it for work. (laughs) So I feel like when I can be like, okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes and, like, really engage with it in a meaningful and, like, mindful way on my laptop as, like, part of my work day, I have a very different experience with the app than I do when I'm just like, I'm bored, I'm going to scroll through this, and then I'm like, I just wasted an hour of my life for no reason. Um, so I just wanted to share that. I suppose I could have been better prepared, but I was not. No,
0: oh, that's cool. It's interesting.
2: I never really yeah. thought about that. So.
0: Um, yeah, that's I don't check cool. it
2: on my laptop either. No.
0: I don't even know if I remember my Instagram password, even if I wanted to do that. I would oh, have to, yeah. Like, I
1: didn't at first. And it was like a whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, at one point, I got logged out of, like, the – Camp Adulthood Instagram, and I was like,
1: okay, but here's my other question. So, one of my clients for a while, I was helping him with his Instagram, and now I cannot get his Instagram off of like the various accounts that I'm
0: connected to. I've like
1: logged out of it, I've tried to like delete it, I've tried to like do all of this stuff, but yet it still pops up. It's like,
0: that's interesting. I've never had that problem.
1: Camp Adulthood, Majorie Michaels. And I'm like, I'm sure Aaron, my client, does not want me like continually forever yeah. attached to his Instagram. So Wait, you said you did try to log out? I gotta figure
0: that out. Yeah. So Benson says that That's is bad. Only, yeah.
2: <laughs> do you have That's multiple Instagrams? Um, yeah. Do you Finstas. have like the Finsta? Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say that. Okay, but something how, happened. How many do you have? Yeah,
0: please explain this to <laughs> okay, us. Because so... we've asked, like, people that are younger than you
2: about the finstas also Honestly, benson has decided of, to join us. i'm thinking of taking it off because every time i explain i'm like oh this is so stupid
0: now well this is a judgmental for you <laughs> okay and i i understand conceptually i judge like, myself it, as i saying <laughs> i feel like the finsta and you can correct me if i'm wrong we kind of had a conversation about this off mic but how facebook is for old people mm-hmm. and there's this general feeling that like okay if Facebook is the old person mm-hmm. product then like once the millennials become old they'll transition to Facebook right. and we were kind of in agreement that that's not going to happen we're yeah. just going to age with Instagram Yeah. and Facebook else. is just going to go to the wayside kind of thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: but the Finsta thing is interesting because you can't do that on Facebook you're not going to have like a fake Facebook right. account really
2: Like you have to use your
0: name well, right you, yeah you kind of could it's but too it, much effort. I haven't heard of anyone doing that but because Instagram you can have so many accounts mm-hmm. and even like we interviewed this person, Allie Provost, who's a photographer slash, like, Instagram influencer, and she just created, like, a third Instagram. She had, like, her photography one, her influencer one, and then she has one that's, like...
2: Her personal
0: one. It's kind of personal, but it's, like, it's all of her photos that she likes, but they don't fit with the aesthetic of her photo Instagram. Uh, so that's a whole thing in and of itself,
2: but... It's her professional Instagram. Yeah. Stuff.
0: I wonder if that's what is keeping Instagram alive, is that the young people are able to keep using it... As the parents get on Instagram, they can just have their Finstas.
2: Yeah, uh, my Finstas, well, a lot of people's Finstas is just for embarrassing or ugly pictures that they don't want important people to see. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. See, like, see, like, as I say it, it's like, and I feel person. like the dirt is always on the
0: Finstas. Yeah. Like, I have a, a particular friend yeah. who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she's been on the podcast, so I won't blow her spot up, but she has a Finsta and she, she'll post, like, very detailed descriptions, like, shitting yeah, on it's people, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I do now part. I know all the tea of what's going
2: on with your life, which but I love, but I'm like, oh. A nightmare happened with my <laughs> old Finsta because I got locked out of it, mm. and then Instagram makes that. you do this thing where you send a picture of your face <laughs> with a code that they send you on a white piece of paper, <laughs> so I have selfies on my phone of just, like, a face like an angry face, multiple different faces, to try a to match paper. Tra- oh my like god. yeah, you email them. Obviously they didn't work. Oh they never god. responded. They just probably looked at my pictures and were like, This is weird. And so <laughs> oh my god. But someone hilarious. everyone who follows my old said that I can't get into has all this info yeah, that Yeah.
0: but you can't delete it even if you want exactly.
2: to. Exactly. And there's some yeah. pictures that if they like if I ever became a name, I'm not bragging, but like yeah. you know, if I yeah, ever I mean, became you're trying to become an artist. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. If those got out Oh. I'm ruined. Not But everyone explicit. of your, your generation saying, like, is going to be in the same position. So bad. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing some hats that are just... Not explicit. It sounds oh, like God. it's bad. I'm, it's just, like, so embarrassing. Yeah. Not, yeah. Sh- a not showing into a slight...
0: Yeah. Why
1: did you think that was a good idea to put it on the internet in the first place? Exactly, because I Young assumed
2: because you were yeah. a child. <laughs> no, this is like <laughs> Everyone a does dump <laughs> No, really? Uh, I probably just thought, wow, I'll never forget this password. Yeah, you don't think about the consequence.
0: That's very interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was smart.
0: Alright, so my millennial moment is, I guess it... Or toasty campfire. Yeah, campfire. campfire. It, it kind of could go uh, both ways, but I'll do it as a Toasty campfire. So, I'm interested for both of your perspectives on this because I have always worked in like traditional like corporate environments. Like I worked at a bank. Now I work at like a consumer company, and there's always been an option to have a company sponsored 401k. Mm. And I was recently it talking to. Be t- nice. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that wasn't so much what I wanted to talk about, but it was mostly the fact that. I almost wish 401ks, like, the company match thing is nice, like, don't get me wrong, that is, like, awesome, but the work you have to do to change your 401k between jobs Mm -hmm. is, like, so much work, and I don't even know how to do it, and a lot of it is, like, passwords, like, I don't remember the passwords for my old job, Mm -hmm. you have to do it in a very particular way, otherwise you get taxes taken out, whereas, and the same thing could be said for healthcare as well, if there was just, like... Maddie Yerge. this is all the stuff that belongs to me. And then as I travel through jobs, mm-hmm. it stays with me. And then like, if I'm at job A, they do the match. And then I go right. to job B, they do the match and job A stops doing it. But it's still just one account for me. And I really want someone to invent this. And I feel like it's going to be the groundbreaking thing for millennials because I was talking to this one girl at my job. And I mean, this is like all too common. She had been at three different companies in like less than 3 years basically. Mm. And part of it was because she moved from San Francisco to New York, so she left a job like less than a year into it and stuff and she was like I have 401k's at five different companies. And I've tried to consolidate them all, but it's honestly like a day long project and I just haven't tackled it yet. And so mm-hmm. she's like I have not large amounts. Like when you're working in your 20s, you'll maybe have a couple thousand dollars, mm-hmm. maybe not even that. And so she's like I have a couple thousand dollars at a bunch of different companies. And I need to consolidate them all, but there's no easy way to do it. There's Mm no, like, service out there. So anyways, I'm just putting the plea out into the universe to be like, can we just please have some sort of, like, bio-identifier that's like, here's my healthcare service, here's my 401k company, please match the other half. And just have that be it. And if you're a solo person that works for yourself, you can have it and just pay the whole thing into it yourself, Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry, that's how it has to happen, (laughs) but... I'm like, that's just such a better system. Like, it's so sucky. So anyways, I don't know if anyone has yeah. feelings on that. And as well, I you know.
1: It does suck. And I think especially I think there are reasons for why they're difficult to consolidate. And I am not knowledgeable enough on it. I mean, there are some like, especially if you work in education and you have a TIAA.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, some of them are the like par- attached to like a union yeah. situation. So like the union does it for you. Yeah those are really difficult i'm just you like you can't
1: even access
0: yeah yeah you can't yeah, access
1: so it, it I, you can't access it and it's really complicated but then also if something happens to you like your heirs can't access it either so there's just thousands of dollars that are like sitting around and again like you think in my 20s a couple grand isn't that much but mm-hmm. the whole idea of a 401k i mean like you can only put fifty five hundred dollars a year in your 401k anyway right. or but it's going to grow
0: like into something huge right. yeah
1: Exactly. I mean, it's going to grow some. So, I mean, yeah, it's important. I agree with you, Maddie. Invent that. Be famous. Let me come work for you. I I just, like, can't believe that that it's not a thing. Or even, like, in creative professions.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, I don't even know, like, in... I mean, you just got into school, but, like, Mm -hmm. even people in your program that are older, like, do they talk about this at all? Like, ways, if you're kind of freelancing or auditioning, and... I know once you join, like, a union, they can kind of help with that as well. So that's a benefit, but... I just feel like it should be so much easier, especially for our generation, where so many people are, like, doing the gig economy or changing jobs really frequently. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it yeah. should be easier.
2: I haven't dabbled in that yet. Yeah. So you um, have to
0: look laugh. forward so to. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it sooner um, rather than later. Yeah. Do you have a hot topic slash campfire topic for the group?
2: Um, besides everybody voting? No. Yeah. I, haven't I know we it were up.
0: joking If you were like, it's all over the internet. I feel like this election, one more even more than 2016, I don't know if I just have blocked 2016 out of my memory. I have. But today, I'm like,
2: so many people posting. But actually, the more I think Infinity about it, people. it, it's not, my excuse isn't good. Like, I could have just informed myself, because not you being better. well-informed is such a bad excuse, because... The internet's at your fingertips. I feel kits. like you get a pass,
0: like, your first... Would this have been the first time you're eligible? Because you're... Could you have voted in 2016? I'm... Cause if you're 20... E- you might have just eked in. No,
2: yeah, I voted last election. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. Also, the fact that I'm not in my home state. Yeah. But still, but, well, I could send it in. These are just bad excuses. I'm right. just a bad human. Well, I'm no, admitting
0: it. You're definitely not a bad human. <laughs> I feel like this is a testament to... The system is very confusing, and if it was easy for you to just be like, "I can do it from my home state," right? Every state is so different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it is a combination of like,
2: I could have done people research, taking personal but also, responsibility,
0: yeah. but then also the system being easier. With mm-hmm. like Oregon, for example, Shay had her mail-in ballot, which yeah. is so nice. Everyone exactly. should do that. And you can
1: either mail it in, or you can just take it and drop it off in a ballot drop box, which like I they don't did, have polling it was places. There. Very easy. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, then shall we jump into our interview with the lovely Francesca?
0: Yes. Uh (laughs) Oh. So. So. All these places that you've lived. Uh Uh-huh. And being a gypsy, as your mom said.
2: Yeah.
0: How do you feel that this has, like, impacted your life? Like, do you feel like you're just kind of like, oh, well, my mom's going to make us move in two years, so whatever, like, you feel kind of jaded about it, or do you see it as kind of, like, a new adventure every time you have to move? Like, what is your, sort of, feeling on the whole
2: situation of having to move Mm -hmm. around a lot? Okay, well, by nature, I'm a very, uh, I attach, I attach super easily, and I'm very emotional, so if I, even if I know we're gonna move from this place in a year, I'm still gonna become very attached to the people I'm around. Um, but something that definitely impacted me is it made it very easy to get over that fear of, oh, I just got to this new school, uh, I'm shy, I don't want to talk to anybody, because you, you're you put in that situation so much that you're like, fuck it, I'm just yeah. going to go say hi, and then you realize that nothing bad can come out of it, and then it, you kind of end up breaking that barrier much quicker than if you stayed somewhere for a long amount of time. But then, I mean, the cons are that you kind of yearn for a stable place, like you hear these stories of someone growing up with... The same friends they had in kindergarten, and knowing their friends their whole life, and you don't really—I mean, you can't yeah. really keep in touch with people from kindergarten, right? Because yeah, no one's gonna do that. They didn't yeah. have Instagram back then. Yeah. So, what has been your
0: favorite place that you've lived and why?
2: Obviously here,
0: New York. Yeah, even, even just though, in the f- few months. Yeah,
2: just Best because. Best place on earth. Yeah, and a lot of my friends are overwhelmed because it's so hectic, and. I don't know. I thought I would be a little overwhelmed and get lost a lot. Actually, I got yeah. lost a lot. But I think, yeah, I really... I feel like I'm thriving in the hecticness for now. It's fairly early. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see how it's actually going to be in, like, a year. <laughs> what was your least favorite place? Ah, uh, that's hard because... Or were I don't they all just, like,
0: unique and great in their own way? yeah.
2: I think I loved Alabama once when I was living there, but then looking back, I don't know, it's just I have I'm never not been a country person. Yeah.
0: But. I've never been to the deep south before.
2: The southern hospitality thing though is so It's true. real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been to Georgia, but I feel like even that is a little bit different cuz I feel like with Atlanta, you kind of have that you have a lot of, like, East Coast people that mm-hmm. live there. But I have a friend, for example, who lives in Georgia, and she's on Tinder, you know, mm-hmm. the thing. Everyone, everyone yeah. does. <laughs> and she was, like, because she there's people from neighboring states, and so she's, like, if someone either lives or is from, like, Georgia, Florida, mm-hmm. like, that's fine. She was, like louisiana mississippi absolutely not but like <laughs> alabama i'm kind of on the fence about and i just find that i haven't really had a in-depth conversation with her about it but i was just like it's so interesting like what qualifies which state
2: as a southern state
0: yeah because well, it's that, not just the location and it's also i was like what is is there's like maybe in people's minds like differences between all these places when i'm mm-hmm. like I haven't really traveled there enough to know
2: Yeah.
0: Like is Alabama so different from Mississippi, so different from Louisiana and Georgia, et cetera. Right. Um, so that I found really interesting and I feel like there is a lot of prejudice from people that are from the Midwest yeah. and from the northeast mm-hmm. to be like, Oh there's a little not to say that my friend was doing that at all, but like to
2: be like, Oh, there's from there. it's just kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's like a black box a little bit. Yeah. There's definitely assumptions made when you say you're from certain places. Yeah. Like, I have, one, like, my suite mate's from Texas, and I know whenever she says, oh, yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas, there's, you can see, like, they're automatically gonna say, oh, so you say y'all? Like, you know, there's certain things that people are gonna assume. Right. But another huge difference, and I think this is also between the South and, like, New York, or, but the, it's mostly between, like, Italy and Costa Rica and the -hmm. States, that we had to adapt to is the change in what's what physical space is normal. Oh, that's interesting. So like, yeah, I've I'm used to hugging everybody that I meet and I is learned. that, that more p- of
0: like the Italian or yeah, the Costa Rican? Definitely the Italian. Yeah.
2: So you, you walk in, you give everyone a kiss and a hug and then but yeah. we got here and it's like, oh no, you don't do yeah. that. Because people be like, oh wow. Like it's just surprised right. when you get that close to them and they're like, oh I guess we should stop doing
0: that. Or even in the South, like, the way people live with, like, everyone has a yard and, like... Yeah. You have a car and there's not, like, public transit. Like, that kind of stuff, too, mm-hmm. feeds into that. mm
1: mm-hmm. um, Apologies if this question was already asked. Are your parents or your mom American or is she Italian or what is your...
2: So, my mom is Italian and so is my okay. dad. Um, okay. My mom was born in Minnesota, so that's why she has citizenship. But she was only born in Minnesota. She got lucky because um, <laughs> my grandpa was working for the UN. Mm, so, again, like, she popped out just while they happened to be working. There for a, uh, yes. a hot topic We all just happen to pop right out now. in random places where we don't belong. rate citizenship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So,
1: and you said you were born in Costa Rica? Yes. So does that mean you have dual citizenship with Costa
0: Rica? I do, yeah exciting have you been back since you've left
2: yeah so I took a gap year
0: oh, uh, nice.
2: yeah after high school and basically I hadn't seen my family in like 13 years so I was like this is a good time yeah. <laughs> so yeah I went to uh Costa Rica and to Italy I've always wanted to I've been to Italy I've always wanted to go to Costa
0: Rica yeah Costa Rica
1: is very quiet if you're yeah, in a place sorry, that's not
0: ahead. dangerous because it's so corrupt now oh really so corrupt yeah. even more so like when you lived there as a kid
2: uh, I don't know because like I don't remember that bit. as well. Yeah. It yeah, but it's it's more corrupt now. Yeah, yeah. You think it would have gotten better, but no.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Um, I'm uh, intrigued by the gap here. Mm-hmm. How did you decide very to European. do that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I had already sent in all my applications, so it wasn't something that I'd been stewing over. Um, I think there was a moment where it just kind of clicked and I was like, I'm so not ready for this. (laughs) Like, I'm a child. Yeah. And also, if I didn't visit my family then, it was now or never. Right. Because there's no way I would have, like, the summer's not long enough, especially if you haven't seen them for that long. So, yeah, I just kind of plunged into it and the fact that my family supported it helped a lot because... Were you
0: in Costa Rica the whole time, kind of with them, or did you travel around?
2: I went by myself, and I went half the year in Costa Rica and then half the year in Italy. Actually did Italy first and then Costa Rica, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I think that's great that you had the self-awareness to be like, this would not be a great use of time if I just jumped right into this, Mm -hmm. you know? I think that's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast, like, choosing majors and Mm -hmm. choosing what you want to study and, like picking something that maybe you didn't want to do and now you want to change careers and now you're stuck with all this debt and I I feel like that's one of the main uh points for millennials especially and that there isn't this set path like maybe there were for our parents so I think that's great that you kind of had that wherewithal to be like yeah
2: and I feel like it was definitely worth it looking back if I if I got lost a year ago uh, I think I would have just started crying on the street. Yeah. But, I mean, that year... Like, Made you a little moving, bit more resilient. Yeah, and moving around on my own, like, definitely helped me gain some independence, and to the point where th- when the year ended, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can go anywhere now by myself. So,
1: worth it. So, how many languages do you speak?
2: Um, I speak three, including okay. English, so Spanish, Italian, and yeah, English.
1: That's pretty awesome. And do you feel, would you You say you're fluent in both Italian and Spanish?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How is that inside your brain?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, let me tell you. No, it's not. It's, it's normal. Um, but, I mean, if I'm speaking English with the, per- like, with the person, it's, I just think in English. But if mm-hmm. I just get off the phone with my mom in whichever language she was speaking to me, and until my next conversation, I'll probably be thinking in that language.
0: Does she usually talk and to you in Italian?
2: Both, yeah.
0: Italian and, and in English? And in Spanish. Oh, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And you said when we were first talking that kind of where you moved, you don't really know, like, Why? the thought yeah. process? Yeah. Is that something that, you know, obviously, like, we don't know your mom. Mm-hmm. Is it just kind of something where you're like, ah, like, she is obviously the mom, so, like, she decides what happens with the family. Like, you're a kid, so you're not going to, like, have a vote. And you've just kind of not had that conversation of, like, hey, why? Or you're just kind of, like, she's just a free spirit and she just picks kind of random places.
2: Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. Obviously, I I would ask why. And it was a mix of, like, fresh start. And also, this is boring. (laughs) Yeah. um, She's just, she doesn't, we're different in the sense of I like, Stableness, but I think that's because yeah. of how we grew up, obviously. But I guess the sense too, like
0: from hearing you talk about it, like there wasn't like a sense of chaos, right? Wait, there was wasn't. That... Well, like from hearing you talk about it, like you moved around a lot, but there mm-hmm. was always like
2: you right. went to these
0: cool places, yeah. and even if it was like a little bit random, it was for this sense of adventure, or starting it was over an or adventure. something, that's... and it wasn't and just like oh, we're running from the law now no. we have to run away, <laughs> and it's like this. And in... I feel like. That it's funny you said that because where she are, like, always lived
2: Yeah, yeah. It's funny you said adventure because that's what she's, Yeah. she has called this whole trip an adventure. So she says, oh yeah, we went on an adventure here and I kind of like that because we grew up thinking that it was an adventure mm-hmm. instead of, oh, she's dragging us here. Like, we right. didn't, yeah, I guess we didn't see it as that.
1: And does your sister feel the same way or does she have a different take on it?
2: She feels the same way uh, more than me. I mean, she's starting, like, she'll be in a place too long and be like, oh, we can move now. And I'm like, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. Okay. <laughs> How about you let me finish high school first and then we move. Oh my! But God. luckily I did. I was grateful that we I got to do high school all in one place, mm-hmm. which was North Carolina. Yeah.
0: That's
2: very
1: cool. cool. So you said you've been in New York for just a few months then. A
2: semester. Yeah. So like four?
1: For a semester. Three? Yeah. So, um, do you see yourself being a New Yorker forever and settling down there? Or you're like, it's these four years and then I'm on to the next
2: adventure? Oh, no. No, if I can afford it, I would love to stay here. Yeah. Or commute from, yeah, there's places, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if you really want to do something, there's always a way. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's always a way. So yeah, I really like it unless my whole thinking process changes and I'm just like, this is way too chaotic, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. I, yeah, I really would like to stay here long-term. And you're... Or maybe to a borough or something like that. Yeah. A borough. Yes. Yeah. So what are
1: your career goals? You're studying acting, you said.
2: Mm-hmm. Basically, I just want to... I mean, in the long-term or right now? Uh, Please.
1: long-term <laughs> and right now.
2: Uh, right now I want to... I mean, obviously finish studying... Uh, learn as much as I can in the long term I think the main goal is just to be able to earn money doing what I do so Mm -hmm. it's not like oh I want to be on this many billboards by 2020 like you know what I mean as long as I'm earning enough to survive and I'm doing what I love to do then it's going to be worth it for me Okay. Yeah.
1: but what's the dream like no holds barred if you could have whatever you wanted in terms of your career what would that look like these are questions oh. I ask my clients. I got it.
2: <laughs> I would kill to be on a sitcom so bad. Like which type of sitcom? Like, like give us an example. Like Seinfeld like the or Oh The nice. Office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, The Office is my top favorite show. Wow. Because it's literally the first show yeah. I saw in English. Oh, Def- nice. Interesting. I oh, wow. picked that I picked everything up from that. Is English not your first language? No. Yeah. Is so Italian, Spanish your first both language? Both yeah. at the same time. So, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what she said at like probably eight. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, <laughs> so that, yeah, that's funny you brought that up. The office is ugh, but yeah, I we lived with like there, we lived in duplexes, so we met other people. And one of the people that we lived with loved Seinfeld, so we got into that. He loved Clint Eastwood movies, uh, Spaghetti Western. <laughs> so, like, growing up, like, you, I grew up differently than I guess most six year olds you know, would grow up. I was watching Golden Girls and Seinfeld and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and maybe that has to do with the whole Gen Z thing versus the millennial, like, what I categorize myself as.
0: Yeah, like, media consumption. Like, uh-huh. you weren't watching, like, the Disney Channel. You were watching mm-hmm. these, like, classic sitcoms when you were a kid. Yeah. Well, plus it's Disney Channel. Yeah. A little Disney. You the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Um... I have more questions. Um, <laughs> so how... I'm always intrigued by this. How was your mom able to find jobs in all these different places? Like, did she just... Would she find a job and then you would move? Or did... Honestly, she I'm She just kind of, like, too. randomly move around and, like, do different careers? You're shocked as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should have her well on to, here yeah. and <laughs> ask her because...
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, um She... Like, what are her different... Th- I know you mentioned she worked for the Italian embassy right, at one she point.
2: She a... Um, Event coordinator. But, basically, as soon as she hit the states, she did this, she does the same thing, which is home decor, interior design. She'll- Oh, right. You mentioned that. Like, her main thing is slip covers, for couches. Oh, like yeah. sure do I base. need that. I need basically, more slipcovers for yeah. my
0: because it's white, and I need another one. So.
2: Oh, my God. Her right. store, she has a store now in North Carolina. Yeah. It's all white. Like, she loves the clean, minimalist, all white. And yeah. shabby shit shabby shit. What's the name no, of your mom's, uh- business slipcovers by kathy i love Ooh, it that's I like her that. Ooh, that's to her point. facebook go, guys go check it out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so she's always done that the same that's another thing she's always instilled that thought in us that if you really want to do something you can and she has applied it to her life throughout so i mean she's always found work in every state that we go to fairly quickly actually Doing the interior design slipcover. Yeah. So she's an
0: entrepreneur basically. Yeah, she's will little herself of a...
2: yeah. throw herself out there and be like, "Hey, I do this. this of this I mean she a little bit of a hustler. Yeah, a hustler. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's very cool. a mm-hmm. lot. Like that am a lot. I'm always intrigued because I feel like, in popular culture, like, I mean, you have the of of like army brats and things like that, um, or people that work for the government. But then a lot like of a lot of the stories. it's always like a sad story of like oh well things are so unstable and we had to move around so much and I think it takes a lot of courage for someone especially with kids to just be like we're just gonna pack up and go and just do something new just for the adventure and like giving them a richness of life that they wouldn't get from living in one place and that's very cool.
2: And, yeah, actually, I feel like I'm ranting about my mom, because I have more no, stuff I like to
0: it. add. Yeah, definitely. But, so I mean, we, this interview is about you, but...
2: Uh, yeah, but... I mean, I it's mean, hard when a you're I mean, a kid, like, yeah. you're
0: kind of along for the ride, but she was right. kind of at the reins. So but it's all
2: connected, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, Hurricane Katrina was going on when we moved to Alabama. Okay.
0: See, this is how little I know about the South, so Alabama is very close to New Orleans, right. I assume. Yeah cool. yeah. cool, cool, cool. Now that I know that, great. Awesome. So
2: ba- yeah, so we showed up in, um, uh, she basically knew, like, five English words. I don't remember exactly how oh many, very little. And a uh, suitcase and, what, like, $5,000? I don't know, 2000 something like that forget the number. Why would I know that? Yeah. I don't know. But very little, so we found... That... That's crazy that she didn't know English. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't... Oh, she still has a real heavy accent. Yeah. It's great. But oh, wow. people, like, she'll ask a question that's not a yes or no question, and everyone will just nod, and she's like, oh, ah, yeah. I didn't get what I said. Yeah. Um, so we found... I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mobile, Alabama. A
0: little bit, yep.
2: It's we'll heard write, of it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so we... we're in this little apartment. Uh... Like, that's the place, first place that we got to. And, yeah, the hurricane hit. And she's figuring out how to work this radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, she just hears, it's coming! It's coming closer! And she's freaking oh. out. Five minutes later, figures out it's a baseball game. That oh. she was listening to? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, Not storm coverage. Right. So we that's amazing. evacuate. At this point, we have a car with a plastic radiator so I remember I had to look out the back window and warn her when the smoke's coming out so we have to pull over. Oh, wow. Right. So, <laughs> we're out for a bit. We come back. A couple of days later, we're probably staying at a hotel, Um, and there's a line and there's a cop that tells us if we can come in or not. Uh, So he sent the car in front of us through to the neighborhood. And then we ask him, okay, can we, is it safe to go back yet? And he goes, no. And she says, well, that car in front of us just went. And he says, oh, yeah, but that guy was from the press. But my mom hears, uh, that guy was depressed. Oh, no. So she starts fake crying. She goes, oh, my God, I'm depressed, too. And I'm in the back, mom, he said the press, (laughs) not depressed. She goes, oh, pulls it together, wipes (laughs) these fake tears off, and goes, okay, we'll just come back later. I'm like, That's amazing. Yeah.
0: This is... You should write your sitcom about this. This could be the role. Just all
2: about Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my god. All your the places you lived.
0: Yeah. Do you feel we talk a little bit about like representation and stuff like that and I feel like, especially in these political times, like all these places you lived, like having all the arts and stuff Mm -hmm. kind of centered on the coast, like do you feel like living in a place like Alabama or even like North Carolina that there's something that's lacking that these people need their stories to be told or do you think that it's kind of like people are similar everywhere and stories are more like universal i always wonder that like are you
2: saying people in general in those states just like like,
0: i feel like there's a general feeling that because people that are like making art live in mm -hmm. like california new york that Mm -hmm. there's a lack of understanding about people that live elsewhere Mm -hmm. and did you get the impression that when you've lived in these other states or even other countries, that they're kind of looking for these things or they're able to like see themselves in the media that's created maybe not necessarily for them. I don't know. I, I think, think what separates it
2: <laughs> is people that need their stories to be told down there aren't feeling entitled in the sense that, oh, I need this story to story to be told. Right. So there's a lack of that sense of entitlement that everybody needs to hear my story because it's going to make a difference and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, there's
0: more of like a humble just like I'm living my life right? whatever no one needs to hear yeah. about it and if you want to sit down
2: in this chair and I'll tell you about it but if right. not okay I'll just live with it whereas uh, there's a different culture here where it's like everyone's encouraging you to say everything you want and like express yourself and tell everyone your story and which is good mm-hmm. but that's just the way it differs that sometimes people are telling stories that aren't where you're like, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> why did
0: anyone bankroll <laughs> to, this? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Why is this funded? Or something where you're like, I've heard this story multiple times. Better, yeah, exactly. Right. But it's like, why, w- how will that impact anybody? Right. Yeah. That's very interesting.
0: Interesting. I like, I like that. that a lot. Yeah. All right. Shay, do you have any last minute burning questions for
2: our guests? Um, or shall we move into gosh, the archery just, range? Did you Brand check new. your soup? How is it?
1: Oh, well, I went downstairs, and David... Oh, this is actually a very exciting story. I went downstairs, and I see David on the couch eating carrot cake, and I was like, you're home? And he was like, yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, Benson chose to stay with me, even though
0: David, our favorite
1: person in the world, was downstairs. So I'm feeling very gratified as a dog mom right now. So, and a little superior. So, uh, but he was there, and he had been tending the soup so the soup is fine. Um but no I think this is I I think fan what I'm I would love to you know if Maddie and I are still doing this podcast or whatever a podcast is mm-hmm. in 10 years I think it'll be really interesting to see how this experience that you've had growing up and the values that have come out of it will influence you mm-hmm. you know as an actor and in the art that you make and I think it'll I don't know. I think it won't necessarily be in the ways that you might guess that it will be. But how do you feel like it's already affected your work as a creative?
2: Um, Obviously, there's a lot more to play off of, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of telling stories. Um, That's a hard question. Sorry. (laughs) Because, um, Because you don't know whether to attribute it to just who you are or... The circumstances that you grew up in, um, mm-hmm. I think actually it is the way we were raised that we're very observative of people. So mm-hmm. we, like when I say we, I mean like my mom, my sister, and I. We mm. are very good at observing and people, which helps the art that I'm in mm-hmm. <laughs> because you kind of need yeah, to replicate sure. those people. So yeah. I mean there's a wider range of those kind of characters uh when you travel a lot and then also it benefits because if you have to go somewhere and you have to network there's not as much of the shyness of like uh how do I say hi you can I just go hey my name is blah blah yeah yeah Yeah, totally here's my finsta um (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: awesome
1: (laughs) all right well then shall we move into the archery yes
0: let's do it we're gonna ask you a series of rapid fire questions
1: Answer off the top of your head. If we ask for a favorite, it doesn't have to be your number one favorite. It can be something that you really like or dislike a lot.
2: Okay. Okay. Favorite book: *Untethered Soul* by Who wrote... pff, uh, pff, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Cool. People will Google it. Um, yeah. Favorite movie: <gasps> uh, *Good Will Hunting*.
1: Nice. Ooh. Uh, favorite TV show:
2: *The Office*,
0: of course. Mm. Favorite actress: Ah. Uh...
2: For um, a favorite, that's can I say a boy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Jim Carrey.
0: Nice.
1: Love that. Favorite childhood snack.
2: PB and J.
0: Nice. Oh, I like it. Type of classic. Favorite place you've traveled but never lived. Mm. Like a vacation or something. Yikes. Uh, wow, that's hard. Or maybe if it is somewhere that you've lived, that could count too.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, Mammoth Mountain. Where oh, is that? As in Kelly. Mm, nice. That's the first Very place beautiful. that popped up. I don't even know if that's my favorite yeah. anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, Favorite place in New York?
2: Ooh. Um, man, I haven't been here long enough. I'm going to say Greenwich Ave. I just like walking I mean, down a village. It's yeah. It's so beautiful. It's pretty. You that's get lovely. like time to think, yeah. I like
1: yeah, it. Yeah. That was one of my almost daily walks actually when I lived yeah. there. Yeah. I love it. But this is not about me. Um mm-hmm. all right, Maddie, any more?
0: I think that about covers it for me. Yeah. But I do awesome. want to ask Fran if you want to be found on the internet. Oh, or just yeah. In love. Where can people find you?
2: My finsta is <laughs> not My Instagram is francescaposla, P O S L A. francescanoh. And that's it. I don't really nice. use anything else. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much Great. for being here and sharing. Thank you for having me. and everything. It's awesome.
1: No, seriously, this was awesome. Such an interesting story. So thank you, Frank.
2: Thanks. We should grab coffee. Oh. Well, you're in Oregon. Yes. But still, I'll we'll bring back. you a computer. Yeah. Okay. We can grab coffee.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is what I like to do. I hobnob with the guests that I get to meet. I love it. I
1: know Maddie's very lucky. So. All right. Yay. All right, girls. Oh, campers, we love you. Talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yerge, resident youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com, and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Please also find on our website, there are links to our Patreon page, where you can be a subscriber, and there are many cool prizes. Thanks, campers! We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood.